Well, welcome to this Black Girl Podcast. I am one half of your host, Ola.miss.lola on Instagram. And I'm the other half of your lovely host at the Hill Diva on Instagram, oh. but you could always refer to me as Hill Diva. <laughs> and we have a special guest on this episode. We have Stanley, also known on Instagram as Funny Man Stan. Hey guys, yes. thank you. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, that's me. I'm a comic from New York. Uh, thanks for having me. Of course, it's our pleasure. So, okay, so aside from being, are you like full-time comedian, part-time comedian, day job, nightlife, double life? Like yeah. what? what's the, the dealio with this? I, uh, yeah, I got a day job still. Um, uh, I do comedy at night when I can. Uh, I host, uh, well, I co-host and co-produce. Uh, I was co-host and co-producing a show in Woodside, Queens, but that venue went away. But now we are currently uh, co-hosting and co-producing a show uh, called the Friday Special at the Tiny Cupboard in Bushwick in Brooklyn. So, you know, if you if you if you've heard of the Tiny Cupboard, you're more than welcome to come through. Um, but yeah, I, I work during the day and uh, tell jokes at night. I love it. <laughs> um, and then you also said that you have um, your own podcast show or shows. What can you tell us a little bit more about those? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I uh, I. I was doing a solo for for a bit, but uh, I, I brought back you know a, a, a good friend of mine as a co-host. It's called That's My Shit Podcast. Um, we just basically talk about shit we like. Uh, usually it's uh, <laughs> food, video games, technology, things like that. And then you know anything weird happens in the news, obviously we get on that. Uh, I also co-host uh, Nobody's Movie Reviews. Um, we review movies, as the title would indicate. Uh, we just did uh, an episode today. It drops tomorrow morning. Uh, we just did uh, Black Widow. So, you know, if you haven't Ooh. seen Black Widow, uh, don't watch our, because we will spoil the fuck out of it. Uh, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, if you want to get ahead of the curve, next week we're reviewing Space Jam Legacy. So you can uh, watch that and check out our review. Nice. Okay. And so, so for Black Widow, because I know that was anticipated and then delayed and then brought yeah. back and then delayed. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess out of how many, um, I don't know, out of how many spiders, out of five spiders, <laughs> how, what would you rate Black Widow? I would give it four and a half spiders out of five. Ooh. I, okay, Scarlett. As a, as a nerd, as a big nerd, <laughs> uh, uh, there's one thing, I'm not gonna spoil it, but there's one thing I would like, I wish, you know, this had been a little bit better, but other than that, it, I thought it was great. Really? Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. Gotta see it then, yeah. Highly recommend it. It's, it's definitely uh, worth the $30 extra on to the Disney Plus subscription <laughs> that I paid. Uh, I mean, I would have definitely seen it in theaters, uh, but if you're not comfortable in theaters just yet, I don't blame you. It's well worth, I think it, you know thirty dollars is is what you're spending extra in the, the I guess the ticket you're yeah. you're spending so you can spend it in the comfort of your own house. Exactly, that is true. You just set up a whole bunch of blankets, some snacks, yeah. drink. Don't have to sneak alcohol into the theater. No, right, you right. You can pause I it know. and go to the bathroom. It's great. Drink as right. much as you want. If you need liquor, yeah. you're good. <laughs> no you know, extra fees so for that. Would you okay? So would you would you? I guess you said you're that like you know you're kind of a nerd. Are you definitely like self-proclaimed nerd, or are you just 
just copy I mean, the title just to help. <laughs> no i mean well i was i was definitely made like i i was a nerd growing up i'm a nerd now i've you know, always been a nerd um i just you know i was always into marvel a little bit into dc and I'm, I'm also like a big sports nut so like um you know i i'm a big mets fan i actually have a the, the logo tattooed on my chest right here Oh, damn. Uh, you gotta yeah, show so, that. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> this, uh, Come right. on, don't go halfway. Love yeah. it. Okay, oh, yeah. that's the M. The N, yeah, the the N Y M. Because and then people, I've I've shown it off. Like I went to a Mets game in 2019, and like it was a big game, and they came back in the bottom of the ninth and won. I took my shirt off, and people were like, "Like, is that a Yankee tattoo?" I was like, well, first of all, this is a, why would I be here?" <laughs> was uh two <laughs> if you know your your logos you'd know that the m that the y in the mets logo curls right yankee logo so let's let's not put any any weird <laughs> things on me right now um but yeah I'm, I'm a big sports nerd uh i'm a big marvel guy star trek star wars the whole nine you name it i'm into it that's funny. I like that. Because well, I was going to ask, I'm like, are you Marvel Marvel or DC? But you said that you're more Marvel fan than a DC Definitely fan. More, so yeah. I'm like, Definitely more. All right. All right. I like, I like my, my heroes grounded in reality. I mean, that's fair. That's fair. I became more of a Marvel fan with the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe just because the whole the sequence of events and the way that they put it together and marketed it and wrote it could literally be a university course yeah absolutely it is phenomenal now there's uh what four tv shows and uh i mean they've all been they've all hit it out of the park they just they just they don't miss absolutely absolutely and i feel like dc tends to miss the mark and they struggle and it's like you're too focused on what marvel is instead of trying to be what you are right <laughs> i you know growing up i you know I, I didn't hate dc but i was felt i actually like i think dc has better villains but they yeah. just don't know how to bring those villains correct correctly to to the, to the screen and it's been a, it's been an issue for they've had for a long time now so I quickly I, I hate to interject sure, but sure. as a non comic book nerd okay <laughs> please, please clarify for me marvel and dc what what i like superman and batman like what is the difference so, between so uh dc dc's been around longer uh yeah uh they they, they it's it, they started off as they were detective comics that's where the acronym comes from and uh they've oh, okay. been like the the 20s and 30s uh so there was there's the golden age the silver age and the, the you know it kind of evolved into that. So Batman, Superman, all that stuff is Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Legion of Legion of Doom, all that is DC. And then um, I guess in the 60s, uh, uh, Stan Lee and Jack Kirby and and yep. uh, a lot of those guys, they, they created Marvel, starting off with like, you know, Fantastic Four and X-Men and Spider-Man and, 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 and uh, Thor. You know, Thor. Yeah. And he wasn't there, so um, at some point, uh, I mean, it, it, I guess in the it, it would have been the eighties, uh, DC started kind of like taking over as the more popular version, and then X, uh, not X Men, but St uh, Marvel, in order to keep up, sold a lot of the rights um, mm -hmm. to their property. So like that's why Sony makes Spider Man, and like yeah. you know other companies would make uh, you know 
whatever other movie. So like, mm -hmm. I guess uh, right around when Kevin Feige and them decided to uh, create the Marvel Cinematic Universe, they started buying up all that property back. Um, buying, uh, and right now I think they still, they just got X-Men back. And I think Spider-Man is still Sony owned, but they're kind of like- It is. It's, it, they have this weird kind of like co-ownership going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, which is, you know, it's what I'm looking forward to is, you know, the, the way they, they, they kind of brought back, you know, they're bringing back the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man and then doing the multiverse. Yeah. And, I mean, I could go on and on, but uh, the, what, what Marvel's been able to do over the last 15 years is, is, is incredible amazing like 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 i said it could literally be a course in like university to right. study and understand but um so like long story short like certain characters that are like thor spider-man iron man she hulk the incredible hulk all of those those are yeah. marvel characters while like batman wonder woman um the joker uh, the Flash, all of those, they're like, they're DC characters. Yeah. And they usually have a different type of feel in terms of like how they're presented even cinematically, whether it's TV shows or movies. And I guess that's more of a director's choice, but yeah, like, I, I, like I, I like, you know, I like DC characters, but it's like the, the, uh, the, um, a lot of their movies tend to be like, they're trying to make, make, them, make them a little more adult, a little more gritty, which is fine, but uh i think where they kind of missed the mark is a lot of the casting casting choices a lot of the a lot of the director directorial choices um like with marvel they've they've gone out of their way to like really find the right people the right fit you know the casting choices of robert downey jr and the casting choices oh, yeah. of, you know uh uh chris hemsworth playing thor uh i, I feel like every step of the way they've made the right they've, they've made the right choices that's fair. That's okay. I right now, I wanted to um, ask a quick question just about your other side of your life <laughs> um, as Mr. Funny Man. So in terms of you being a podcaster or a, um, a comedian, would you, do you kind of, kind of define yourself more as a comedian or, or more as a personality? And um, on the comedy side, how do you find, how did you find breaking into that um, form of, you know, expression? Um, well, uh, I, I, I definitely identify more as a comedian than a podcaster or a personality. I think, um, even as a comedian, I, like, I, I feel like my strength is writing, um, rather than performing. I'm, I think I'm a good performer, uh, especially like in the right environment, you know, you know, just the other night I was at a show, it was a rooftop show in Brooklyn and, uh, I was, I was doing a, you know, a joke I do all the time and one thing led to another and I ended up taking my shirt and my pants off. Um, I, I'm still not sure why I did it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's just, there was a there was someone in the audience that just kept like, I don't know, just kind of goading me into it. And I was like, all right, well, I mean, here, here we go. Um, we might have to goad him into it now, okay? We might have to replay <laughs> of this joke. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, I, like it was, so I basically I do this, you know, and it's, I don't know if this is a, segue for you but uh I, I do a joke about you know dating apps and you know things like that so i talk about how you know i'm being i'm in my mid-30s and like dating has changed over the years and like you know you have all these apps and i'm on all the apps i'm on bumble i'm on hinge i'm on OkCupid, cupid and i'm like i'm 
I'm, I'm even on Grinder. You know, I, I'm not even gay. I just really like compliments. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I got a, I got a message, I got a message on Grinder from a dude. I don't have a picture on Grinder. I don't know. I don't. And I, I just, I created it for fun, and then uh, I guess I'm bi or whatever. But, um, but I created it, and like I got a message on Grinder one night, and I was like, it was the guy sent me. He was like, uh, I bit, how big are you? How big are you? I bet it's beautiful. And you know what? I had a great Tuesday. I had a really good Tuesday. Like I was like, this is what I. <laughs> Like who needs therapy when I got random strangers complimenting my penis? But you know what? I will say I've never heard anyone call a penis beautiful. So I like I really take that. Like I mean, I think I was dying. I was saying between between girlfriends, like between girlfriends, it's like, oh yeah, you know, he whipped it out and that oh that shit looked beautiful. But like, I don't know if I've ever really aside from like my partner be like yo that guy got a beautiful dick like i said it i think i think that you know it's it's we can admit uh that some of them out there are aesthetically pleasing you know if i can comment on a woman and say that that woman has a, a beautiful body you know outside of whatever uh i think you know why not start complimenting guys here and there but it's I think it's, I think it's something that because like no guy is really just walking around with his dick out for a girl to see like passing through the street like <laughs> dang like aside from like now the gray sweatpants and having the print yeah. now is is now becoming a thing whereas like a girl can walk around in tight leggings tight shirt whatever and you can see she has big breasts or she has yeah. a, a nice fat ass or whatever right. to be like. Ooh, dang, she got a nice ass, or ooh, she got some t- big old titties, or whatever. You don't see that for a man, so it's like I don't think it's fair. To be honest with you, I don't think it's fair. <laughs> you can see a guy's booty though. You can, you can tell if they have. That all is stuff true. Like that. that is yeah. true. I see some nice booties. I'm like, mm, yeah. Now, do you guys catcall? If you guys see a guy with like he's wearing the gray sweatpants, because obviously he's doing it for attention. Uh, if you guys see him, <laughs> guys see a guy, are you gonna comment? Do you, you guys catcall? Um, no, I don't catcall. But I, but but I will. Like, if a guy's in my space and he's trying to, you know, bring a talk or whatever, and I notice something nice, I'll be like, "Oh, you think you look nice because you got a cute old little butt under there or whatever." Like you'll you'll throw in that little sass. In there, like, with my boyfriend, he's yeah. notorious for the print, and he tries to act like, "Oh, what are you talking yeah. about?" <laughs> like, I'm like, look at you walking around the house like a slut. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I, I get it all out with, with this poor man. He, he knows. But I'm like, oh yeah, he'll 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 want to like go out and just like just wear like sweats and, and like no boxers or something. I'd be like, for these hoes to see you all, you <laughs> cover up yourself. You think you are, sir? Exactly, exactly. Full, full fledged. But I want to ask with the comedy. Okay. Because obviously you're a naturally charismatic and like oh. hilarious person, and you're all you're you're on all of these apps. You're welcome, by the way. But um, <laughs> do you do you flex? Do you pr- try to like flex that funny that funny chop in you when you're like trying to impress a person that you may find interesting, attractive, or appealing? Or do you rely on, I don't know, other charms or I don't want to call it skills because I think pickup skills are corny, but like, is there anything else that you may use to like 
I don't know, give yourself that that edge above somebody else? I don't think so. I think I'm very, I'm 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 a if if I'm a, if I'm a ten on stage, like in terms of like energy or whatever whatever it is, off stage I'm very much the like the not the opposite per se, but I'm definitely like mm. low key and I'm quiet. Um, once I get comfortable with with somebody that I that I like, you know, then you know the uh, the I guess the charm is turned up. Um, mm. And I I tell people. All the, like all the time like i'm the most myself when i'm on stage like i if i go to if i do well at a show mm-hmm. i there's no i don't think there's a, a woman uh at a, in an audience that i won't i can't talk to like it's just if i do well especially like if i yeah. i so there's a there's a comic uh big j okerson and him and his his girlfriend or i guess i don't know if they're married but they 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 swing. They, I mean, they're not swing, but they 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 have threesomes or whatever. And mm-hmm. his partner will bring women to a show, and she, he says it all the time. He's like, "If if if I'm bombing, get out of there." Like, but if I'm doing well, that's when I'm like, just because it's like I'm, I feel the exact same way. It's like if I'm doing well, I like my confidence is sky high, and like oh. I'm I'm just I'm at, I'm I'm very social. Like. It, I'm I'm really I'm a really good wedding date. I'm great at weddings. <laughs> I'm like, get to I get to peacock. I'm, I look nice and I, I hold court. And I'm telling jokes and here and there and like you know. Uh, but if I like if I do a show where I I'm doing doing well, I just want to get the fuck out of there. I'm like uh, no, I'm not. Of course. I mean, I feel like that would be a natural response. You know, like even imagining if I'm performing anything, even if we're doing our show and we feel like oh my god, we have nothing to talk about. Right. I really wouldn't want like a love interest to be watching, you know. But yeah. um, my question for you is, since you're such an introvert and you're more laid back, you know, as a person, what made you think like, like, well, I want to be on stage in front of everybody telling jokes, you know, <laughs> like, how did you get the, the balls really to go for that? And what really manifested that um, dream in you? So I, I, I'm, I've been a fan of comedy, you know, since I was a little kid. Um, you know, talking about nerdy stuff, like I nerd out on stand up. I you know, I I grew up watching Eddie Murphy, Richard Pryor, George Carlin. Um, and then, you know, I, I kinda uh I I to me it was just like I, I not that I wanted the attention, but it was just like I I like I like being funny. Um mm-hmm. and then when I was in school, I'm an only child, that's the other thing too, is like I, I like that part of that kind of, like when I it's weird. I told my therapist this is like I realized that I want attention on my terms. I want, I want, like I like attention, mm-hmm. but when I want it, and when I yeah. sometimes I'll be left alone, and you know, uh, I looking back, there's pictures of me like you know, Halloween. I'm always like the clown, or I'm always like, you know, trying to find the most outrageous costume I could find, something that, that's going to elicit some sort of response, and then. Um, I discovered I was a good writer in high school. I mean, even earlier than that. So I was always kind of a class clown. I was always a good writer and like, I, I always liked attention. And um, I, I didn't know that stand-up was a thing that anybody could do. Um, so by the time I got to college, I always talked about it. And my friends were like, dude, shut the fuck up and finally do it. Uh, so, 
uh, one day I decided all right, I started looking up open mics. I'm like, all right, if I'm gonna suck, I want to suck for five minutes. I don't want to go up there and like do like a minute and get the fuck off. Like I was like, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna commit to it. Um, and I wrote writing one day, and I'm just like, I wrote and wrote and wrote. None of it was good, but I was like, it's, if, if I'm gonna be bad, I'm gonna be bad for five minutes. And the first open mic I did, uh, it was uh, January of 2010, and I got I went to Eastville Comedy Club. I, I got I had a day job at the time. I went I got off of work. I went to the I had a couple beers, uh, maybe more than a couple, and <laughs> I didn't suck. I didn't suck, and I was like, okay, that was good. I like that. And I was like, I want to do it again. And the second time, I didn't suck, and I was like, all right, I think I'm I think I'm okay. And then the third time I bombed, and I was like, "All right, I still want to do it though." And that was that, that's what they confirmed it. I was nice. like, I'm, there's, there's, "At that point, there was I, there's nothing else I wanted to do ever again." And I was like, "This is it." Wow, I love that. I love yeah. That. Like, and do you find it to be hard to like make a living being a comedian, or do you find Absolutely. that it's it's something that is sustainable? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, uh, it's it's such a grind. It's such a grind. Um, there are so many comedians, not just in New York, but like there, like there are so many comedians, like all over the place. And you know, there's a lot of talented people out there that you know because the market is so saturated, you know, it's difficult to break through. Like, you know, New York is its own beast, LA is its own beast, and like you know, I've had the opportunity, luckily, to travel. You know, I've, I've, I've performed in Pennsylvania. I've performed in Massachusetts. I've performed in Florida, and like I've gone, all, I've gone to different places. And there are talented people, and you know, it's some people go their entire careers and just never really break through because it's just any any number of things. Sometimes it's luck. Sometimes it's good or bad luck. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you know, just a matter of um, the like the industry just not looking for whoever you are like I I think you know one of the things that I try to do now especially that I'm 11 years in is I try to do as many things as I can you know I try to make sure that uh I you know I took sketch classes and I'm like all right I can write sketches I know I know the I you know I've got a packet that I can submit if I wanted to submit to Saturday Night Live or you know that's really my ultimate goal I I would love to write for Saturday Night Live and if that doesn't happen, you know, there are other there are other avenues I can go and in, into sketch, into sketch writing. But, um, you know, writing is is something that I know that I can open up another door. Um, exactly. You know, producing is another thing that I like that I can do, and I I think I'm a pretty, I'm a very good host, and like uh, hosting is something that a lot of people don't enjoy doing. I happen to like it, so you know, any opportunity to to host, I'll, I take those opportunities. So. Um, it's 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 a grind. I could sit here and name comic after comic after comic after comic that I think are insanely good, but just you don't know who they are just yet. Wow. And you might yeah. you might you might never know who they are, but um, it's just the nature of the business. That's wow. wow. And with with this grind, because like you said, you have a day job, you have a night job, you have like side jobs too that you're doing. Yeah. How and like you also mentioned you're on all of these different apps you know this that <laughs> how does that impact or affect um your your love life if you are entertaining one like are you in a relationship right now are you single like um so I, i'm i'm single 
but uh, I did. I have met somebody recently. Uh, we met on Hinge. Um, yeah. Uh, so, what's interesting, and I this is it, it's 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 really interesting because we haven't we haven't actually met, but we've been we've been texting and FaceTiming for about a month now because she's in she's a costume designer and she's in Mississippi uh, filming a movie. Ooh, nice. We matched. We matched while she was already down in Mississippi, and we like it started off like you know you know messages here and there every every couple of days or every other day, and then at some point we were just like nah let's let's exchange numbers and that kind of evolved into like last week we had uh, our first date uh, on Facetime. Um, we ordered we ordered we both ordered burgers from wherever we were. And uh, we did that, and uh, she's coming back to New York in, in a couple of weeks. So, you know, uh, I I think if the, if all goes well, this will be, you know, something hopefully long term. Um, I love that. Mm-hmm. To, to answer your question, though, like it does, it's 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 it does make it difficult because, you know, I've been doing stand up, you know, like I said, eleven years, and in that time, it's like you. I, I can't speak for all comics because uh, it's it's just I, I'm 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 just I just think differently because my instinct is to gravitate toward funny women and to gravitate toward uh, female comedians, but I also don't want to make any female comedian feel like I'm only interested because of you know how they look. So I, I'm very cognizant of that, and like I'm very cognizant of how female comedians are treated in the industry. So, um, and also like, I don't like the shit where I eat. You know, like if it doesn't work out, I don't want to have to avoid okay. a show. Um, lately, I have I have noticed like it's you know it's trending the other direction where a lot of comics they are starting to date each other and it's starting to work out. But like I don't know, I just it, it makes me feel weird because like my biggest thing is I don't want to make anybody feel uncomfortable. So I don't even I don't even broach the subject. I've I've I think I've only hooked up like with a couple of comedians and it you know that that was it and I, I never kind of pursued it. But on the flip side, it's like it's also difficult to kind of uh, be with someone who doesn't understand the the industry from my perspective. It's like. Yeah. My ex, my, the last girl I dated seriously, you know, we dated for like 10, 11 months and that's my longest relationship. And it was a lot of, you know, it's just like, damn, like, I want to spend time with you, but I want to go to this show and I want to go to this open mic. And I, like, I got an opportunity in, uh, I guess, 2018 to do this festival. And, you know, uh, I, I'm, I got in and like I, I, I performed and but like I, I wanted to fully immerse myself in the festival and meet you know a lot of the people I look up to in the industry and you know she my, my ex at the time you know she wanted to go to the beach and I was like all right I'll go to the beach you know you're you know I, I'm, I'm, I'm supportive she wasn't feeling well so she figured you know maybe some swimming would help her she had, she had hurt her leg. And I went to the, like the, my show, was, it was a whole weekend of, of shows. My show was one of the last ones on Sunday night. 
So Friday, I convinced her to come out, and I did an open mic at the, at the and I, you know, shook some hands and met some people, and then all day Saturday we spent at the beach, and then all day Sunday we spent at the beach, and then Sunday night we went to the, to the show. And I didn't regret the time that we spent together, but in the back of my mind, I was like, I, I really do wish that I was at this festival, you yeah. know, meeting some some people yeah. that I look up to. So it's it's a, it's exactly. tough. Yeah, well, because networking is, especially for what you do, networking is super important Yeah. in terms of, like, building those relationships. You can have, like, continuous work. And it's very important for somebody to understand, like, the nature of what you do. And I don't know, hopefully with this person, like, this new person being in the film industry and, like, understanding that that industry is a whole different beast in itself. Yeah, yeah. But hopefully she'll have, like, an understanding of, like, where your focus is, where your career mind is and things like that. But I want to ask, because you did bring her up, you said like, you know, if hopefully in the next few weeks, you guys can make things more real and more official and things. What was the, I've been asking everyone this, what was the deciding factor that made you decide like, she's a nice girl, whatever, she cute, she whatever, to being like, this is somebody I would like to pursue something long-term uh so there was a there was a point where we were so on her on her hinge profile actually she had uh, a prompt that had something to, i forgot exactly what it was but it was like uh sexiest uh sexiest uh president or maybe first lady and i can't somehow we got started talking about eleanor roosevelt and <laughs> <laughs> we, we instantly we had like started like working on like like not working on, but it was like we had an inside joke already, and it was like we like she, she was able to get weird, and I like that I can she I was she we were matching our weird, you know. Yeah, so like, I like it. The weird waves were matching. Yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> I love it. And her first thing to me was like she said, "Oh, I'm glad you were you're able to let me be weird," and I was like, "Oh, you have no idea." How <laughs> it's like welcome to, point, to Pandora's box, right? Yeah. <laughs> Like I, 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 you know, I, I can't tell you how many times I've like met people and like I gotta like hold back like the jokes that I want to make and like sometimes not that they're inappropriate. Mm. Sometimes I'll say things and I'm just like, oh, that was weird, right? That was I'm so sorry. That was that was too too much too soon. And then, too soon. <laughs> yeah. And like oh, uh, like so like I don't know where we just started talking about how like just looking at Eleanor Roosevelt. I'm like, doesn't Eleanor Roosevelt seem like she like wore a strap on and had sex with Teddy, like, or, or Franklin, like, like she, cause here's the thing about Franklin Roosevelt, Franklin Roosevelt, like he didn't use his legs. He, so the, how I'm, this is weird, but like, you know, she was having sex with like other dudes and he was okay with it. He's probably watching and Eleanor Roosevelt looks like a strong lady. And like, he, she uses strap ons and she pegs men and that's the hill I'm going to die on. <laughs> Why not? Why right. not? Why not? Though oh, I'm dying. I'm dying because like my personal <laughs> mantra has been for like the weirdness that's like in my life. Whenever somebody's like, "Why?" I'm always like, "Why not? Why not? Why?" <laughs> and I just say it with like the the crazy eyes and everything committed. Yeah. Why not? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> we don't know. We don't know. And it's like we don't know what people were into. Like, like, I. It's a funny thing to think about. Of course. 
And it's like, if you can't laugh at like little things, then it's like, yeah. what what can you really laugh at? And something like that is like, no disrespect, but homegirl's dead in the ground. So is her man. Yeah. Right. You I know, I think, I think, I think, you know, uh, I think that's the, that's the, uh, the for me, the, the backbone of a good relationship is being able to laugh with each other. Yeah. Like, like making cracking jokes and, and, you know, one of the other things too, that early on, very early on, I, I, it's weird. We hit it off so like immediately because like I, she she uh, had her in a profile that she went to Ohio State University, and even though I didn't go there, I got into I got into the University of Miami, and I've been a fan of the University of Miami football team since I was like nine ten years old, wow. and wow. they happened to play each other in 2002, and my Ohio State uh, won controversially. So one of the first things I said to her was like, uh, you know, I just hope you know that uh, Ohio State University owes us a championship, and we can discuss and she like right right away she, <laughs> she was like no you know you guys suck and you guys lost and i was like oh here we go so like all these little personal things that we can kind of vibe on i think those are the things that i, I like That's yeah awesome. i like that. i definitely value that too and it's funny because like the moment you said you know when you can just be your kind of weird with the person like that resonated i felt that so deep because i'm I'm unique. I like to say unique. I don't usually use the word weird, but <laughs> I guess that is another way of describing it for sure. But I yeah. get that. Like when you, um, I'm personally in the dating pool as well. I'm not on Hinge anymore. I used to be, but I'm on Tinder and Facebook dating. So okay, I, I get it when you say like that right kind of weird and you can just be yourself around someone because not everybody like will understand your jokes. And sure. I make very disrespectful, morbid sometimes jokes. Yeah. So it's like, and I know filter, I just let it go. I don't care if mommy's there, if granny here, whatever. Hopefully they have a good yeah. sense of humor. You know what I mean? So that is so true. Like you, you have to be able to kind of be naked humor wise with the person. And and that's what you know, you know, I, I feel like. I, and you know, the thing that I, that I realized and I hope more guys start to realize it like, it's as as weird as it is for like guys on dating apps because you know we can send a hundred messages and get no responses, but like some I've on Reddit I've I see some of the messages that women get. I do not envy you guys at all. Like the closest <laughs> I've gotten, the closest I've gotten are like some of the messages that I've gotten from dudes on Grinder. I'm like, okay, this is why, guys, we need to yeah. be better. <laughs> I'm so glad you can see it from that perspective. I wish all men could see it from this perspective. Absolutely like they, they all should be forced to have a grinder account before they even get account for women, like for, for freaking Bumble or Hinge or anything. Yeah. Like they need to see what we go through. I like that. One second, y'all, but I'm gonna open my window because I, I look like I'm in a wax museum and I am sweating like a little pig in this little room up in my up in my upstairs. Okay, yeah, center in charge, girl. Honest yeah. to God, like I don't want to look like a runner on a track star. Exactly. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, so funny. I like, mean, like guys, guys are so like wild, man. And I like that's the, I try to you know. I hope this is the last like time I'm, I'm, ever, I'm ever have I ever have to like send a message on a dating app or anything like that. I don't want, I don't like the, the world. <laughs> yeah. no. You're ready to put down the torch. Yeah. I'm, I'm 36. I remember not having a cell phone, meeting girls on like the bus after school and like remembering numbers, having a pen and paper and like having to like actually have mm -hmm. a conversation. And like that's where, that's also where like my sense of humor came from. Like 
having to go up to somebody who you've never met, you have no idea who they are, to and to elicit some sort of reaction and get their number is like insane that we did that. We did that as as young people, and I see young people now. It's like you are the end of civilization. It's like, true. I don't like, understand it's just I don't know. I like I'm. I personally felt like when I was using dating apps that a lot of the perspective was just like, are you down to fuck? Here's a dick pic. What you doing? Oh, you're sexy. And it's just like the, it's funny. Cause like the guy that I'm with now, like I, we met on hinge mm -hmm. and his response was that it wasn't like a reply to like any of my photos or anything like everyone else. It was more like answering what, of those like prompted questions yeah and and he answered it and he put like reasons why he answered it and i was like i appreciate that mm -hmm. and it like it creates a reason to have a convert like a, a chill conversation that doesn't revolve around you know sex and hooking up and things like that you get to know and understand another person and like now like we're the greatest of friends we have a million inside jokes we get along mm -hmm. things are great whatever but like I just wish sometimes men yeah. online would just like talk to me like one of your homeboys. Like I know you guys have stupid jokes, you guys have fart jokes, you talk about sports. Like girls have that too, but they don't. I don't know. I don't know if it's like they don't realize or they don't care or because they're just so focused. Well, on there's there's there are no stakes. You know that's that's the that's the problem I have with online dating is like there 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 are no right. stakes. Like like. A lot of the things that guys do online, they would never do in person because like, obviously, you know, you might get your ass kicked doing that. But right. because there's no stakes and like, okay, you say no or you don't like it. There's somebody else that I haven't, I haven't done that to yet. So they're, I'm just going to keep casting the net and go and I'm fishing. Just like on the other end, you have that. My, my issue has always been, um, you know, it's the filtering out of things that you don't like. Like I'm not the tallest guy in the world. I'm I'm only five foot six, uh, but like there are women that might they might not even be like probably like five two five three, but they're like I don't want a guy under six feet tall. Now, you're entitled to that, but like if we were in person and I came up to you and I was my normal funny self, my height might not matter. But all of a sudden, right. you filtered out this entire pool of people, and then it's like a right. cycle. Because you have these short guys or guys that are under under six feet that are like angry because some, you know, some girl doesn't want to even talk to them because they're they're because of a, a of a of a not even a defect just like a just like a, a physical thing. Like I I matched with a girl on Tinder, and my, my in my Tinder profile it says five foot six but five nine in heels, and <laughs> she messaged me completely missed missed it. And she said, how tall are you? And I said, well, how much do you weigh? And she was like, that's disrespectful. Why would you say that? And I was like, listen, you came at me first with stuff that I can't, at least you can lose weight. I can't get taller. Yeah. So like, how do you think like, it's unfair? Now, granted, I don't care how much you weigh. Like, I'm just, I'm just pointing yeah. out how I'm pointing the out hypocrisy. The, the hypocrisy, right? Yeah. So, you know, it's um, funny though. I was I was gonna say it's funny though because you brought up height. Like I'm I'm a tall woman. I am five foot ten. Okay. And I am a full back stallion. I'm very tall. So like I personally prefer 
guys that are taller than me because everybody else is already shorter than me. I want like something different, you know? Um, but yeah. it's, it's, it's very, I don't know. Like I usually find myself discriminating out of that pool, but that's just because like me personally, I find it very hard. It's not impossible, but I find it harder for me to be attracted to like shorter men just because the few shorter yeah. men that I have dated, like I haven't had the best experience with it. So I'm like, you know what? They're, they're insecure. Let me just look up. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. But I, I do definitely agree with the hypocrisy of like, if somebody's like five foot two, yeah, you can date somebody that's five foot six, five foot eight. Like that's not going to hurt you. Leave the tall men for the tall women, please. Like, right. We, yeah, that. I'm actually five foot three. Okay, putting it out there. I'm five three and I am not a height snob in any way. Like I don't care how tall or short the guy is, but because I, I, I do have a preference to short guys because I dance. So if you can dance uh, salsa or you know bachata merengue, it's just a little more sensual when the guy's short. And like okay. you can, you know, even when you're twerking, like twerking on a tall guy's kneecaps is not, true. you know, attractive true. for me. So <laughs> I'm like, I don't mind my short guys. It's okay. But like, I, I, in, I get in respect it. to, um, in respect to online though, one thing I can't stand about online dating is, um, like you mentioned the whole, you know, having a preference for, you know, tall or whatever. For me, I can't stand keyboard warriors that when you are online you're constantly saying stuff and then if you finally get my number all you're doing is texting 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 mm. i'm always busy i'm a busy mom you know i work we do our podcast i'm constantly doing things with my family you know i'm busy living my life and i'm like who has time all the time to be texting 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 and a lot of these people who are so who were born in this age of you know computers and ibm and messenger and all this they're only confident on the keyboard, you know what I mean? And it would, like you said, they will say things that they never say to your face as a woman too. Right. Like I, I literally had one guy that was like messaging me, hey, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. It was quiet for a little while and all of a sudden, I like boobies. And I'm like, um, what? <laughs> like, you would never say that to my face. <laughs> Where does that come in this conversation? Like, it was so awkward. And it was the yeah. same person that would not call me, would only text and text for me instant right off. It's that's because there's no consequence. There's no consequence. A guy come up to in public. You're at the mall, and you know you're shopping, and the guy, he's not gonna do that because you'll probably slap him. You know, like it's just like I, and that's why right. I'm glad I grew. Up I did because I learned through trial and error and through rejection, and you know, eventually I figured out how to talk to people, not just women, just people in general. Like I enjoy. I generally enjoy. It's like it's it's one of the things of, in stand up that I enjoy doing. I like talking to audiences. I like somebody sitting in the front row. And like I know people are scared to sit in the front row of a comedy show, but I don't I don't bite. And I just I really want to know who you are and what like what why why you're here and what makes you laugh. Because if I if I find out more about you, I can make you laugh. And that's who doesn't right. want to laugh? Everybody. Sure. Like I like going to the grocery store and like. You know, seeing somebody like I'll ask somebody, but like, why did you pick that watermelon? Why is what's why, what's good about that one? Like, you know, I'll I'll just start a conversation, and people are so weird about. It. People are like, oh, like why are you talking? Because I mean, that's fair. I will admit, I'm a self-admitted weirdo. I most times, for the most part, keep to myself. 
Um, and I like keep my little circle of people. So like, if you randomly came up to me and you're like, yo, why'd you pick that pineapple? I'd be like, you know what you mean? Leave my pineapple. Like, I'd be like, I would be one of those people give me a weird look or I'd be like, cause I wanted it and just like put it in my basket and dip. But <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's more of a skill that I personally need to work on just cause I find that if I don't do that, I'll run into somebody who will tell me their whole life story. And it's like, I don't care. Yeah. 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 <laughs> there's, there's, there's just a certain level of socially, social awkwardness that I think like now <laughs> notice people, people don't even, you know, people are on their phones and people don't interact anymore. Like one of, one of my favorite situations to be in, it's even though it's like terrible, it's like when you're on the train and the train stops or like something, or like, or like a homeless guy gets on the train and something weird happens or there's a fight. Yeah. And it's like, like back in the day, like, you know, I remember when I was younger, something was like that would happen. And then like, you turn to somebody you don't even know and be like, that was weird, wasn't it? And you'd have a conversation about how weird it was. I know. And now it's like, oh, I'm just gonna not make eye contact. And I'm like, I kind of, I kind of miss that. It's so yeah. true. That is very true. I, yeah. I do kind of feel like the social landscape has changed now that everybody's heads down in their phones now. like. Yeah. It's so rare to have candid conversation with people. And yeah. like my last candid conversation, I think was like a day ago with some random man at like uh, the breakfast place talking about, we're just so happy to be outside that we're just yeah. like, oh my God, the restaurant, you know, like we're outside. Yeah. yeah you know, we're like, hopefully we don't shut down again, but, and it was weird. It's so weird talking to people now. It's like, and now you're even yeah. scared of them coughing. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. Like, you know, without a mask, I get a little tense, but I'm like, I'm still, you know, it's like, it's just in my nature to talk to people. Um, I like, one of the things, I've had this guy, I've, I've kind of joked around about it, but I have an idea for an app where uh, it doesn't let you see anybody outside of five miles. Because um, you think about like our parents, like my, my parents are, are from Haiti and they met because they worked with each other. Like, they, they, that's how they met. And like, I think about my grandparents. My grandparents met because they were just like, it was proximity. Like, I think, I just, I think there could be an app where it's like, these are the only people available to you that uh, that just, you know, this this is it. It's called, uh, I don't know what to call it, but it's like here, you know, whatever. It's like, you know, just, you. you Cause that's how that's how our, our parents met. It was like this is the closest person to us that wasn't our cousin. It's like oh, just don't fuck your cousin. That's what I want to. I understand. It's gonna be called don't fuck your cousin. Yeah. <laughs> don't kill me. Mm -hmm. I understand that, but um, I would point out a quick, small, um, problematic uh, issue with that is that one of my girlfriends who was on Tinder and she had her kilometer, um, like meter set to around like ten kilometers. She said that every guy she went on a date with had the same set of girls on their Facebook friends list. And every, every time she clicked on that girl, that girl would have the same set of guys that she was already talking to. So everyone was just dating everyone and like spreading what God, what, like you're in the same pool as everybody. So she, she didn't like that. So then she said it further. So yeah. I feel like there's makes also sense. problems with that too, right? It makes the pool small. No, that, that definitely makes sense. Uh, you know, yeah, my young, one of my younger cousins, uh, actually, it's funny, I, I baptized her when I, you know, she's my goddaughter and Aww. she's in her 20s now and she's dating and I'm just like, it's weird. It's weird that you're wow. dating. Okay? 
and she she'll like I, I I tell her she can be completely honest with me and tell me you know what's going on. I could talk to her, and she was telling me that she had gone on a date with a guy, and then like it turns out he's friends with a guy she dated like a few months prior because you know it was they're so so close. So I do understand that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the 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 little fish pond mindset is just so I don't know. It's so weird, and I don't know what it's like in New York, but like. I found personally growing up that not necessarily when I was like in like university or anything, but definitely in high school, it was like, you couldn't talk, like you couldn't talk to a certain guy because there was a friend of a friend that liked him. And then that made you look like a certain way or, or that guy has dated like this girl before that, you know, and or you heard a rumor about this guy when he was dating this girl. And it was just, there was a, oh a lot of, a lot of mess, a lot of friend-cest, yeah. a lot, it was just, it was just <laughs> friend I, Yeah, I went to a pretty small college. Uh, it was only, there were 3,000 students total. And I think only a thousand of us lived on campus. So wow. I I knew, we all knew each other. We all, and it, it's, it's, it's weird to have that college experience in such a small community because like it's funny like I, on a thursday night because we all like there were no classes on friday so on a thursday night you know people were going out and you'd see them dressed up going out and then the next morning i'd see the same girl that was like all dressed up the night before and now she's got her hair in the like the the, the, the thing. <laughs> right and then yeah, oh we're we're breakfast together cool so like I've, I've like it was that I think that's one of the reasons I didn't really date in college because it was like it just seemed like everybody around was like oh but I know what you look like in pajama pants like it's like whatever like yeah like, it's, everybody seems to try to impress everybody like where where are you guys from uh, where are you guys from we're from Toronto Canada oh my god yeah so we're north of the border I should have known you yeah. know you said, you said Toronto yeah yeah the Canadian. Well, that's cool. yeah, like, yeah. Do you guys, because you know, I TikTok has taught me a lot about about Toronto. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, okay. Uh, obviously, a lot of West Indian people up there. Yep. Um, yeah. So, uh, are you guys more of a? Uh, you guys go after the the roadmen, as they say, or are you guys? Oh. <laughs> what do you mean? What is that? I could never. I could never. Oh, the roadmen. The roadmen are like. Yo, Wagwan, Wagwan, girl. Like I seen you for a while. Still, and I was just trying to like. Oh, the like, actual Toronto man. Yes, yeah, the road man. Yeah, girl, could never, could never, could never, would never, should never. Do not the recommend that. I actually ended up. That's that's hilarious because same here. Um, I'm very turned off by that accent. Right. I actually was set up on a blind date. Oh. Um, yes, a little while back. And it, I saw a picture. I was showing a picture of this guy. I'm like, okay, you know what? He's decent, whatever. Show up to the date. The man opened his mouth and literally, I could, it was my first time meeting a real life road man. <laughs> and I, because I, I know the Toronto accent and, and I live in the suburbs. So I'm going to put that out there. I did not grow up in Toronto. I grew up in the suburbs. I was like the only black chick or one of like, you know, two, three to four and like maximum five black chicks in my class growing up. So it was a very, very, um, you know, suburban area, 
um, not very uh, multicultural when I was growing up. Now it's changed. But so when I seen this guy and and he was actually like, yeah, man, I'm hungry still. You know, I want to get something still. I'm like, I'm like, is that? I couldn't believe it. I was like, is that your serious voice? He's like, yeah, man, still, you know, in Toronto, still, like, don't, no, no, no. I, I couldn't believe it. It was a real, I thought the man was joking. I yep. thought the Toronto man back then was a joke. I'm and trying. I didn't realize. It's funny. It's a, real, it's a culture. It's a whole I, culture. I remember when she told me the story because, like, I had to tell her, like, yeah, it's a real thing. Because, like, I live in the city. I grew up, I, like, was born and grew up in the city for most of my life. At one point, I did move out to the suburbs, but then I moved back. And, like, but that's how everybody is. Like, I'll throw in like a little fam and wagwan and all of that yeah. from them. But like, there are actual like mans on road that are like, yo, like, yeah, yeah. Uh -uh. still uh, wagwan my youth, like, <laughs> you know, like the whole thing, the whole nines. And I just, I just find it so funny because like even even just earlier today, like before we came in to have this chat, I was in the elevator and some guy was on the phone and he's like. Yo, man, I just got home still. I have to work, though, in, like, two hours, dog. And then the guy's on the phone, like, yo, for real? And he's like, yeah, man. And it's funny because it's, like, such a blanket accent that's covered the city, yeah. even though it has roots in, like, West Indian and Jamaican sure. culture. Sure. Yeah. This was a brown guy talking like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's true. It's so true. So blanketed that whether you're brown, white, black yeah. like as as long as you're toronto like yeah it's it's always that That's your accent. Accent. Like, yeah are, yeah are we blessed are we blessed no Yo, you're blessed though yes blessed. Blessed. then i'll be blessed like yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> well, like, i cannot like forget oh yeah mm -hmm. well i mean yeah it's like it's 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 very weird because you'll see Asian kids, Indian kids, uh, Spanish kids just throwing around the N-word. And I'm just like, it's a it's a it's a cultural thing because it's like growing up everybody's around everybody. So it's like I, I, I have I have white friends that that you know that'll be like, yeah, what's what's going on, my nigga? Like it's like I'm like, what? okay, all right, this is strange, but this is the this is where we live. <laughs> wow. But you see, I don't know, like those ones, like because I, I have, like, few, I, I don't even want to call them friends no more, like, more acquaintances that, because they, you know, grew up in the hood, even yeah. though they're not, they're not black, but they grew up in the hood and they got some, you know, friends that be like, yo, what up, my nigga? What yeah. up? Yeah. still, yo, I'm just blessed out here in these streets, my nigga. And I'm like, you are <laughs> not a Negro. Like... Yes, I did experience the same thing growing up. Like people who just had a hard, who felt like they had a hard life would be using the N-word more than me. And I'm like, oh my, God. Like, I, I just never, I just never used it. I never really did, you know? Yeah. I just never felt comfortable using it. And the, the education about whether or not you should use it and, and the actual black stories and stuff are so badly taught in Canada. Like the black history, you know, and what we knew coming out of school, two completely different things. All we knew was like Harriet Tubman, railroad slaves. Um, and then, you know, we also learned about natives, you know, Jacques Cartier. I was in French, so I learned about French stuff. Yeah. But like, 
it was so watered down, so nowhere near the real history. Yeah, like and like crazy. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure like all you know is like the Underground Railroad that there were slaves in the United States and that through the Underground Railroad they came to Canada to That's find like, freedom. Like right. So but like <laughs> where the figures, yeah. Your education is pretty good, right? It's somewhat decent, but in terms of having like a whole or at least a general education, like we're having a huge issue and uprising right now, especially with the Native Americans in our country and like the mistreatment and um, systemic racism and abuse against them. And that's becoming more of like a vocal and awareness. But like all we ever learned about growing up about Native Americans was like um, the fur trade and that the first department in the country was founded from the fur trade and that there was like different um native like native bands and native tribes and that's it like nobody tells you what happens in residential areas nobody taught we were never taught about residential schools and we were getting taught now which is not cute Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. nobody told you that like like growing up i thought a lot of i thought most of our um, like child, uh, like for, cause I know you guys have like CPS down there. We have CAS, which is the same thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was, I was taught, or at least I was led to believe that a majority of children in CAS was black when actually 50% of children in CAS were like native children. Yeah. In Canada. Native. Yeah, you know it's it's funny when you like when you well, it's not really funny but like when you when you look at when you look at what we're what we're taught in even in different countries like you know similar to to that like you know the the common rhetoric is like oh uh, black on black crime and and uh, you know uh, there's a there's a statistic that's been going around lately that they say fifty percent of violent crime is committed by uh, are committed by ninety percent of or ninety percent whatever it's like m- most of the violent crime are committed by black people which isn't true like that's the stat that like republicans like down here will, will throw throw in people's faces talk yeah. about like you know crime rates and things like that but when in reality those numbers are based on arrests which doesn't indicate you know how many people are falsely accused are falsely arrested and are are eventually let go right. um so like it's it's like when when you look at like the history of like a lot of countries really you, you know canada here in the u.s like we're there's a curriculum that we're taught for a reason like there are people who are exactly. that these, this is this is where we're meant to be taught um so you know i i totally understand uh where you're coming from with that and and one thing i would like to add to that is that it's so true and at this point with what we're finding out about um for example thanks to like Instagram, I learned that a lot of black cities, historically black cities and towns that were burnt down, similar to Tulsa, um, Oklahoma, have been dug out and made lakes. They destroyed them, they burnt them. All of these black communities that were actually, you know, having thriving communities and rich, you know, business people that were of black, you know, color, color descent, um, were destroyed, right? And yes. you would never know that. So how can we call the curriculum even a curriculum when it's literally a brainwash, it's a whitewashing of the event to right. so that we don't know the, the real history, 
right? The natives, right. for example, not knowing, you know, all of these bodies of, of bones of little children were found um, and have yet to be dig dug up. You know, nobody knew about this, right? So, it's like, but it's like yeah. they say, history is written by mm. the victors, you know? Like, Unfortunately. I'm, I'm, but I'm glad stuff like that is coming out now. Like, yeah, I'm glad that stuff, stuff like that is coming out now because you, like, you know, like I said, you know, being Haitian and people are now starting to find out, you know, uh, Haiti had to pay back, pay reparations to France uh, uh, for like to the tune of about seventy-two billion dollars if you okay. if you count for inflation. Right. And if you look at you know now with the, the president having been assassinated, now people are starting to find out. Oh, Haiti's been you know like run through. Like the U.S. came in and raided. Other countries came in and raided. The UN came in, in in the early 1900s. The Dominican Republic came in and like slaughtered 20,000 Haitians in the early 1920s, and all these things, you know, are just, you know, that's that that was you know one of the reasons why I I, I had to step back because I have I have friends that are Trump supporters and like, you know, I don't really care who the president is, but when Trump came out and said that Haiti was a shithole country, I was like, that's where I take offense. I'm like, all right, say what you will about whatever you want to say, but then when you start calling other countries like Haiti a shithole having done nothing to help and only hit only hurt the country you know yeah it's like that's where I, that's where I get of course as you should like on it's just a respectfully fuck you moment because it's just like right. he's just talking out of his ass for self-serving purposes and it's like you're not you're not helping these people you just want to further your own personal agenda <laughs> so yeah. But with that being said, um, we're gonna have to unfortunately wrap this up. Like we could be talking for hours and hours. Honestly, I feel like yeah, yeah. This this, this is this is this is great. You got, I got this is a lot of fun. Well, yeah, um, we definitely might have to do a part two. Absolutely, I was about to say like yeah. we have to continue the conversation at some point. Absolutely. And I absolutely love talking to you. It was great having you with us. Um, just for our audience to again know like where they can connect with you. Can you just let us know like your socials and your podcasts and all of that? Yeah, um, I'm I'm Funny Man Stan on Instagram and Twitter. Um, my podcast and um, is uh, that's my shit podcast, and uh, you can that's on Instagram as well. Um, my other podcast is Nobody's Movie Review. You can find that on Instagram as well. Um, we're on YouTube, um, but yeah, Funny Man Stan is pretty much like where to find everything I do. Okay, well, perfect. Well, with that being said, I'm just going to wrap up. I've been, again, one half of your hosts. You can find me on Instagram at ola.miss.lola. You can follow our podcast page, which is This Black Girl Podcast. Wonderful. And I am at The Hill Diva on IG. And uh, yeah, definitely check us out. Um, definitely let us know if you like what you heard today, if you didn't like what you heard today. Um, and bring all that smoke to us and uh, feel free to reach out to the wonderful Stanley Funny Man Stan IG. That's wonderful. We'll definitely be connecting again. Thanks for, for coming here Thanks and, and uh, being with us. Yeah, absolutely. Our pleasure. Well, with that yeah. being said, bye. Bye.